0: And hello and welcome everyone to another installment of the comic multiverse where the worlds of nerd meet. You could be anywhere in the world right now, Matt. You could even be watching the big sports ball game, but instead you're here on a Sunday night with us and we greatly appreciate it. Cheers to you.
1: I'm I, I'm sure that all the people are only tuned in. All the people that we we, we uh, talked to tuned in for the trailers and then tuned oh, out. Oh, of course.
0: Oh, of course. That's a sport in and of itself now. I never watch a sport. But I'm going to make sports food, bar food, and I'm going to sit here and I'm going to watch for the trailers. In fact, uh, I didn't put it on our list of topics, but uh, yeah, we saw the Falcon uh, Winter Soldier uh, trailer before we started, so I'm sure we'll talk about that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> the chat's saying, what nerds watch sports? Hybrid nerds. The Captain Kun, <laughs> they multi-classed into sports nerd and regular nerd. <laughs> That's how it happened. <laughs>
1: the type Uh, of people that play madden absolutely
0: or fantasy uh sports in general which is basically just dungeons and dragons but with sports big fans of the league (laughs) Yeah. so how have you been matt
1: not too bad not too bad it's been really 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 hot here lately has it
0: it's been freezing over here (laughs) ain't that always the way yeah uh, I've been alright, I actually tried to do a little streaming on my own channel earlier today, and it failed horribly. If you're one of those people who showed up to that one and basically saw me have a freaking meltdown, I apologize for that one. (laughs) It was the worst thing, because I was trying to work my mouse, and I was trying to work my controller while having re-stream in the corner so I could read comments, and I could play it, but the chat window kept going away every time. And I'm like, well, what the fuck is the point of playing if I can't read the comments? That's the whole reason I'm streaming. If not, I would just play, you know, by myself and everything. I got those two new classes on Vermintide I wanted to uh, try out. Oh, nice. Man, Vermintide, I've, I've never been a big Warhammer person, but Vermintide 2 has turned into, like, one of my favorite games to play online because it is just endlessly replayable.
1: That's awesome. They just announced um, Warhammer 3. Um yes uh not too long ago and i'm really excited about that i love the the, the strategy warhammer games they're so mm. much fun
0: and dark tide which is basically mm-hmm. like Vermintide, only in the regular warhammer timeline not like the uh what is it medieval warhammer mm-hmm. timeline we might have to check that out it's kind of like left for dead but in the warhammer universe we might have to co-op that definitely yeah, that would definitely be something to play. So again, sorry for my fuck up there, everyone. I'm going to try and do it again tomorrow because it's like, oh, I can't let this beat me. I don't know what it says about my personality either, that like big earth-shattering setbacks do nothing for me. I'm like, meh, what can you do? Just move on, glass half-full, da-da-da-da-da. But little tiny things cause me to pull my freaking hair out. I don't know why.
1: Well, it, as well, it's, it's it's also a lot of the the like setups fault as well. Sometimes it's mm. not as intuitive as you would assume it is
0: yeah and it's shit i've done a million times before Mm -hmm. yeah that's the thing that really gets me i'm like i knew this worked before i went back and looked (laughs) at old videos and i know it happened before Uh, But yeah, everyone, we got a big show for you this week. Uh, We promise we got a ton of different news topics to cover. And hey, be sure to stick around in the second half of the show because we got Kyle Higgins on, and we're going to be talking to him about his brand new image series, Radiant Black, as well as just a bunch of other really fun topics. It was nice to uh, get to talk to him again. In fact, uh, ooh, uh, him and Image have allowed us to actually do a giveaway this week. So if you want to win yourself a copy of Radiant Black, issue number one, one that in the comment section down below someone tell me in uh kyle higgins's other big original creator-owned series uh cowl it was a super team and it was also an acronym what does cowl stand for <laughs> and the first two people I see who tell me that uh, I'll give them the code so you know thank you to Kyle Higgins for that Uh, thank you to Kat over at Image there who uh, again I I never get review copies of anything and then suddenly they sent me two review copies of uh, Radiant Black so they they knew I was an easy lay for this shit (laughs) (laughs) and they were right in fact by the time this show goes up on Wednesday morning which is the day Radiant Black drops officially Mm -hmm. my early review will have gone on monday which is tomorrow awesome welcome welcome to the life of a freaking youtuber where i gotta think in like three-dimensional time well i gotta get this out before the release but they'll play that 40 early, 40
1: today. chess yeah it's
0: four D chess all the time every time i'm so tired i just want to sleep <laughs> <laughs> so there you go everyone yeah. Now, with that, once uh, we've gotten the regular show intro, once we've talked about our giveaway, uh, we can pay the bills. Let's go to the bill uh, paying section, Matt, where we talk about our sponsor for this week. And, oh, boy, I'm so happy about this week's sponsor, Matt. I'm wearing the shirt right now. And, you know, sometimes ad copy is just a joy to read, and this is definitely one of it. Because, you know, I like to think, Matt, we have an intimate relationship between ourselves and the audience and you know i i care about you guys out there and women too because i think like eight percent of our uh what is it viewership is roughly female, yeah but, <laughs> roughly but you know i i care about you all out there so much i care about how you're living i care about how you're doing and these are tough times we're in in these quarantines it's really easy to let yourself go to hell i know I was eating meatball sandwiches with everything. I was having gravy all the time. But, you know, I'm back on keto now. I'm taking care of my body. And another way you take care of your body, Matt, is how you take care of the downstairs. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) How you take care of stuff below the belt line. And our new friends over at Manscaped, again, I'm wearing the shirt, want to help you take care of everything downstairs (laughs) with their brand new... Manscaped razor 3.0 this is the lawnmower I actually had the 2.0 they had given to me Mm. before as part of another deal and uh, for the first time ever you can actually get Manscaped products in Canada so they were very nice to send me their brand new product this is state-of-the-art ceramic razor so quiet it's really
1: good it's really the, the light on it is very handy I've got the I've got the exact same one
0: see exactly we know what it's all about ergonomic sleek design looks like batman made this shit and with you know technology and parts so advanced even iron man would shave his balls with these and now you can too <laughs>
2: and it's
1: waterproof as well you can use it in the shower
0: waterproof amazing battery life this new model actually has a stand which the old one did not so that's super awesome so what I'm saying is you know take control of your life take care of yourself take care of grooming with manscaped and you know they offer a ton of other products too they got the plow they've got crop dusting you know basically deodorant for your balls and I mean who doesn't want that they also have brand new for the first time ever space age material underwear which I may or may not be wearing right now I
1: I was about to say I'm I am wearing them at the moment I knew hey. we were doing this so I put them on <laughs>
0: hey there you go it's no chafe it's no sweat they may actually be the most comfortable pair of underwear I've good. ever owned I really
1: wish I could get more than one pair in, like at, at any time but you have to pay for them one at a time.
0: <laughs> They're really nice. But hey, you know what, Matt? We can actually help the fans out with that paying part. If you go over to their website right now and use the promo code JOEL20, you can get 20% off your first order as well as free shipping, which is pretty great. It's pretty good. So I'm just saying, Manscaped, do it for yourself. Do it for <laughs> your partner. Do it for the comic multiverse. Your balls will thank you, <laughs> God, I was so happy we got to do that ad read. <laughs> also because this is like Russian roulette with YouTube's content stuff where it's like, how m- how long can I talk about balls and shaving balls before they get us in trouble, I wonder. <laughs> this, uh, this also makes us feel like a real big boy show, too, because all the other big boy podcasts got Manscaped sponsorships.
1: Yeah, there you go, Mister L says, but he doesn't believe us, so we need to show show us your balls, Joe. Show, show us
0: show your <laughs> balls. Ooh, that's for comic multiverse after hours. <laughs> <laughs> yes, inject that money right into the scrot. Exactly, Zeke. Uh, for real, too. They were really transparent with the thing. They're like, hey, if you send enough people our way from this, you know, obviously we gave you the device, but if you keep sending people our way, we will actually start giving you a cut of this thing. So if people like this and people support this, we can talk. About about shaving balls every week on the comic <laughs> multiverse it's gonna be wild bill soda shaving balls <laughs> that will be our new thing now joel's balls are patreon exclusive uh, i think that's gotta be only fans exclusive but yes if it keeps going then yes yes show your canadian pride jd you can shave anything in there moose you know the rush symbol <laughs> You can put everything in there <laughs> uh and on that note everyone we could officially head into the news this week and there actually is a nice little smattering of topics isn't there matt there is yes i guess let's start with the f- newest thing which is the falcon winter soldier trailer that dropped right before we actually began mm-hmm. uh it was really cool again it was short it was only like two minutes
1: yeah no why i expected only like a 30 second tv spot but not a full full trailer
0: It's coming out way sooner than we thought it was, too. It's coming out in March.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think there's like a week between WandaVision finishing and Winter Soldier starting.
0: That's so smart. From Mandalorian to WandaVision to Falcon Winter Soldier. Yep. Yep. (laughs) That's such freaking smart marketing on their part. And, man, uh, this looks good. Again, this looks like they're going full buddy cop. Because, obviously, you know, despite what some people will tell you about all superhero movies being the same thematically and structure wise no this one looks to be going pure in the comedically mismatched uh, buddy cop direction
1: yeah and it works so well here in as well with these two characters that they, they, they look like they're having a lot of fun it the action in it looks really great that that they're, they're basing a lot of these trailers around that uh fight on the semi-trailer yeah which looks really really cool
0: Yeah, we get to see Zemo a little bit more in this trailer, confirming that, yes, he will be one of what is potentially many villains. And yes, he has the purple mask, the mask. mask. And it looks great. It does. It looks exactly like it should. And he gets the quote of the trailer, you know, uh, basically talking about, you know, finishing old business.
1: Yeah, it's a continuation of his storyline from uh, Civil War basically which is
0: which is great and we knew they had to do something with that character because they didn't kill him off they arrested him and made a point of actually putting him away
1: now i wonder like because obviously he's like he's like escaped somehow i wonder if maybe they'll use the the blip uh to do that like he Mm. he got he got uh snapped out of existence and then when he came back five years later wherever he was being imprisoned wasn't there anymore or something
0: that's an interesting idea. I like that a lot. I I had worked on the theory, too, that, you know, uh, Zemo, Thunderbolt. I kept waiting for the moment that Thunderbolt Ross let him out because he's like, yes, I, too, also hate superheroes. Let us form could, a team and put my name in it. That could be de-
1: one. That could definitely be. I could see that happening.
0: Especially if we're getting, like, a Hulk-centric show in the next little bit. Mm-hmm. That would be yep. something. Because so far in division we haven't seen it yet. But I wonder if all these shows will also have like an end game like a thing that they're all building up to in a little nugget to? yeah yeah like it's harder to pick out in Division because Division is so like out of the box and so weird every week but i wonder is there a little nugget we're supposed to be picking up on
1: well i think it might like for that i think it just might be like sword true like sword just being like that thing that goes from from everything and sort of connects right. it all
0: together and yeah our, our new shield essentially there mm-hmm. uh, also too, the concepts of multiverses maybe as we saw at the end of this week's new episode
1: maybe but i don't know yet i think it's a red herring it's obviously I, a red herring
0: i think it is too i think there's many many layers on that one that have yet to be seen mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh yeah so uh the falcon winter soldier trailer oh the other big thing freaking Thirteen
1: yeah she got a really cool scene in this trailer and looks like they're actually going to be doing something with her character
0: wow about goddamn time that they picked up on her story again because she showed up for a minute there and what was it civil war and it's like oh that's cool and then we never saw her again
1: i, wa- I wonder if they're going to explain away like steve kind of ditching her to to yeah. go and hang out in the past with her her aunt
0: yeah i wonder if they're going to explain that too and also Seemingly, that like Steve changed all of time and lived a life with Peggy and everything. Does that mean Sharon might be like a blood relative now or something?
1: Yeah, uh, I don't know whether they'll touch on that in this series. That's, that sounds like they something they touch on with like Doctor Strange or something, something a bit more like to do with the yeah. multiverse.
0: Yeah, because that just brings up a ton of things where it's like, wait, wait, what a man, what? <laughs> But no, I, I love she gets to be in something because it's like yeah, Sharon Carter is cool from the comics too. I'm glad she gets a yeah. moment here. I'm glad she gets to be in something.
1: Yeah, there there were in in the, in the trailer that there is um some scenes that people are thinking that might be maybe Steve Rogers' funeral. Oh, there's like right. there's like a big picture of Steve in the Captain America costume, and there's like people in uh, army uniforms, like dress uniform, and, right. and 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 Falcons in a black suit. Huh. could be
0: yeah that would be something hmm yeah Open I the show
1: how... with that the death captain america
0: that would be pretty huge that would definitely uh what is it blow people's minds and also too for chris evans to be like no i swear i'm not actually coming back yet <laughs> wink wink not coming back so soon nah. and again this is comic books that's that's when you know these movies and tv shows have reached the point when they do their first big the return of blank yeah like oh look the return of tony stark iron man we paid him like a billion dollars and he got to come back (laughs) or we let him or we or like we let chris evans direct one of these and he came back
1: that'll probably be something that'll bring them back they get they get to direct or write or
0: or something something. yeah they got something on the back end for it yeah which hey i'm fine with i'm fine with that but uh yeah so that trailer looked really freaking cool and we're gonna get to be seeing it before we even know
1: very soon yeah
0: it's gonna be here any moment no word on black widow though that's still in the works
1: well they've they're not um well they've they're committing to that uh releasing in may we'll is it may? see something yeah again we'll see but i think they're pretty adamant that it goes to cinemas
0: we, we said it before, and I think it's going to remain to be true, this idea where it's like, yo, we have these shows, we don't need to release a new movie, we're just gonna keep it banked for when movie theaters do eventually get to open up again, and then how cool will it be to have a Marvel's Avenger movie ready to go?
1: Well, there's that, but then there's also the fact that, like, how does it tie, like, is it an integral part of Phase 4? Like, do you need to see it to understand something that's going to be happening in something that was meant to come out after it or something or
0: true enough i mean i think it's only integral in like hey okay let's say goodbye to black widow now everyone and also maybe plant the seeds for her sister to also (laughs) be the new blonde black widow (laughs) yeah good old blonde widow so yeah there's that news for you everyone but hey we're not done with marvel cinematic universe news because some pictures leaked from the set of uh, thor love and thunder this week as well
1: they did It got started filming down here in australia
0: yeah yeah and uh ooh, everyone's got some new and updated costumes perhaps the most interesting is of course thor himself with the whole leather sleeveless vest and jeans very similar to friggin' thunderstrike
1: thunderstrike yeah and he's actually wearing his comic accurate uh thor boots as well the yellow the ones with like the yellow wraps around them
0: yeah how about that man i love all this time later they can still put interesting little costume notes there and little references to the comics yeah also, too, we're seeing him hanging out with Star-Lord still, so again, we still might actually get a little taste of Asgardians of the Galaxy in there. Th-
1: yeah, oh, I think they're going to be in a lot of the film, a lot more than what people assume.
0: Because, eh, I mean, it worked for Thor Ragnarok so well, right? To have yeah. Thor have a buddy, mm-hmm. someone to have him bounce off of. So, yeah, I mean, this... This looks really cool. And also, too, ooh, he's not holding the hammer in this one. He's holding something else. Yeah,
1: he's holding Stormbreaker. And he's got long hair again. And he's not uh, fat Thor.
0: No, yeah, interesting, interesting. So it'll be it'll be kind of cool to see, you know, where we find our characters and how the, you know, development and evolution that happened in Endgame is still happening.
1: hmm
0: So that's definitely cool. It w- would have been nice if they could have uh, snapped a picture of uh, Gore, too. I would have liked to have seen that oh he's
1: he's gonna be cgi so it'll just be it'll just be christian bale in a little tight uh onesie (laughs) thing that they do for the cgi
0: (laughs) you mean you don't want to see that (laughs) him just yelling at thor oh well king of thunder (laughs) it's a professional production former king of thunder that's what I want. They're like, just just yell at Thor the same way you yelled at that lighting guy. That's yeah. what Gore's character's <laughs> gonna be. Oh gods, look at you, so high and mighty. How would I come down there and slap the hammer out of your hand? That's what we need, just him yelling all the time <laughs> well that's
1: the thing Christian. about like we say it was going to be cgi but he actually turned himself into gore
0: <laughs> he's such a method actor he lost all that weight he was also willing to become an alien space monster <laughs> he's like look i trained and i studied to become the most militant atheist in all of the cosmos <laughs> i just care about it that much also, too, we haven't seen what Natalie uh, Portman is going to look like in the costume yet. That'll be interesting.
1: No, we've seen pictures of her. She's been uh, doing like horse horse riding training. So I mm. guess, I guess, um, yeah, her Jane Foster is going to be riding a horse. So that's pretty cool. cool.
0: I I wonder too, you know, because uh, c- c- the comics did that bit there that was always a little annoying to me because no one ever seemed to do it right the idea that when jane foster became thor she also had to hide her identity from everyone else in the Mm -hmm. asgardian court which is why she wore a helmet and why she never took it off i wonder is that going to be a thing here or not
1: yeah i i don't know because because i mean maybe i mean maybe they could because like he doesn't like Thor doesn't have Mjolnir because it doesn't technically exist in this timeline because Steve mm. took it back in time with him to put it back where it originally belonged yeah, yeah so if someone does just like turn up with Mjolnir and it's it's Jane but she's like in the helmet, there's that mystery
0: right that, right. that
1: we as comic fans know but like the general audience doesn't know
0: yeah it's, it's funny because again the comics never did anything with that either because she never took the helmet off when jason aaron was writing it she took it off in the mark wade run even though i don't think she was supposed to and they never answered the question where it's like okay so does jane thor just look like blonde jane or does she look like <laughs> someone completely different in the way like when donald blake becomes thor he looked like a completely different dude
1: yeah i know they, I'm, that maybe they will they'll explain it or they just won't bother
0: they just won't again that's another thing people always spend so much time thinking and wondering like oh what could it mean what could the answer be a lot of the time it's just easier to not give an answer yeah a lot of the times it's easier to just be like don't think about it (laughs) and this feels like one of those so uh yeah there's your thor love and thunder update looking good yeah Now, continuing on the Marvel Comics front, uh, we got a lot more news coming out of Heroes Reborn, which I will freely admit when we talked about it on the show, I was not that interested in Heroes Reborn after the initial pitch, but I got a lot more excited when I actually saw the little trailer that they did.
1: When I saw the little trailer, as well as the creative teams that were announced for some of these books...
0: Yeah, that made me do a complete 180 on it I'm like, okay, this might actually be interesting now. Because when I originally saw Heroes Reborn, I'm like, oh... We're doing another Warps again, you know, what if characters are fused together? Oh, that doesn't sound that interesting. But as the trailer explained it, no, 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 no. This is a world where the Avengers never existed, but everything in the Marvel Universe more or less happened the same. And the only one who can seem to remember what's going on is Blade, because, of course, Blade has actually been a focal point of Aaron's last Avengers.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's been a a really big part of that team uh, since what? First issue, he was he was in like the first arc, or yeah, came in like the, in the first arc somewhere.
0: Yeah, since like the vampire nation stuff, which hey, yeah. having like a big event like this and having Blade be the focal point of it and <laughs> have it not involve vampires, I'm like, all right, that's pretty good. Yeah, expanding
1: his reach.
0: Yeah, I can uh, I can deal with that. And uh, we got a bunch of books in front of us that are we're actually going to get a chance to read as part of the event that are spinning out of it. We have the Siege Society which is basically a combination of the Masters of Evil and the Thunderbolts. I like Baron Zemo looks exactly the same because, of course, he would because he predates the Avengers. Mm-hmm. He was like an actual Baron in World War Two. Mm-hmm. And uh, ooh, I I love the saber-tooth design they got on this one. This is one of my favorite-looking saber-tooths.
1: It is. It does look pretty good.
0: We also have – and this is the really interesting part of the book – Hawkeye, Black Widow, and Scott Lang Ant-Man. The idea being that if there was no Avengers, they wouldn't have become heroes. They would have stayed villains. Yeah. And I guess the Scarlet Witch, they got there too, but their take on the Scarlet Witch, which is kind of a fusion Mm -hmm. of, like, Jean Grey and Scarlet Witch. So, all right, that looks pretty good. It does, yeah. I'm kind of down for that. Then we got uh, the amazing Shutterbug, which is just... Just Peter Parker's a photographer by the looks of it.
1: Yeah, yeah. The story is he just doesn't get bitten by the radioactive spider, and he's just a photographer who—he's basically Jimmy Olsen, pretty much.
0: Oh, as the chat is telling me, uh, Mark uh, Bernadin, who wrote this, he's uh, one of the guys from Fat Man on Batman. Really, I didn't know that. Oh, nice. Awesome. I, I knew the name sounded familiar, but didn't know where he was from. Okay, so he's a fucking podcaster like us. Good good on you, buddy. More more power to you if you get work. Hopefully that means we'll get work one of these days. <laughs> actually, speaking of, did you see uh, the comic story? Is actually going to be writing a bloodshot uh, backup oh, that's for cool. Valiant yeah good for him I, I know benny's been trying to make that happen for a while actually so i'm glad that actually ended up happening for him good 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 for you man golf golf claps for you good shit but yeah i like the idea of this in a world peter parker just stayed peter parker
1: yeah it's interesting i, I imagine and i imagine it'll be uh like a like a very like from his point of view kind of uh what's that is the series marvels
0: hmm yeah, yeah yeah very yeah, much
1: yeah. like that harris from just like a normal guy's point of view
0: yeah then we got hyperion and the imperial guard the idea is is that like even the squadron supreme broke into during civil war because while there was no avengers the squadron supreme basically the dc hero stand-ins ended up being the main heroes of this universe which, again, I'm sure will play into Coulson and Mephisto and all this mm-hmm. other stuff that I was really annoyed Aaron didn't tell us about, but now is getting blown up into a whole event.
1: Oh, absolutely. this is absolutely like Mephisto's doing somehow.
0: Yeah, so apparently uh, Hyperion took one part of the team, and then I'm guessing, uh, what is it, who's uh, who's their Batman guy again? Uh, Nighthawk. Uh, Nighthawk, who's very cool and has a good costume. Basically, I, I think he fucked off to Europe and started another chapter of the team. <laughs> So we got two different versions of the team and I'm like, all right, that's pretty slick. That's pretty cool. And also, hey, we're trying to make Hyperion happen again because if DC and Warner Brothers keeps dropping the ball with their Superman, <laughs> we might have to do our own Superman.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I'm loving the uh, the attention Hyperion's been getting lately. It's
0: great. <laughs> so yeah, that, uh, that one's looking pretty cool. And then we have Magneto and the Mutant Force.
1: Yeah, is it Magneto, who is basically Professor X
0: yeah all right i mean they've definitely toyed around with this idea before i wonder are we going to get to see a lot of krakoa tie into this are we going to see some references there or is this like a whole new thing
1: yeah did krakoa change all yeah exactly
0: did they still get to krakoa but it's totally different
1: yeah or, or maybe they change it around and it's like the, with the two islands split at racco state and krakoa went into the Ooh. the other world
0: Oh, that's good, Matt. That's a good pitch, actually. Yeah. I like that. If Matt's right about that, you all owe him a Coke, actually. <laughs> In the same way you all owe me a Coke for knowing that when Quicksilver showed up on uh, WandaVision, he would be Belky, you know, crazy European cousin. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the last, and probably the one that interests me the most, is The Young Squadron. Basically, what if the champions took their reference from The Squadron Supreme, instead of from the avengers and oh look jim sub is back writing this everybody <laughs> <laughs> took a while but he finally got to come back to this which you know i'm super fucking stoked for him and this this one in general just looks like an interesting twist on it uh especially because uh, we got miles there but miles is now falcon yeah so this is this is cool these are these are interesting stuff
1: yeah and uh uh nova looks to be taking inspiration from uh Oh, what's the one from the squadron supreme team oh it's like the green lantern uh guy stand in yeah looks like 3d man though
0: yeah yeah 3d spectrum light man that guy yeah (laughs) but uh yeah so i got to admit i was unsure about heroes reborn coming in but this this is actually a pretty decent lineup of what if books
1: it looks pretty good yeah
0: it does and it's funny too where it's like you know i should i should be less interested in this because we just came off future state which was also like hey let's take the books and let's flip the scripts on them and see what happens but you know when it works it works <laughs> yeah
1: it works yeah the, again the companies always do something like there's a couple of years every now and then mm. where like everything lines up like there was a couple of years ago where like the like snyder's justice league and aaron's uh, avengers were basically telling the same story
0: yep absolutely hey uh, you got a story with atlantis we got a story with atlantis
1: (laughs) you got a story with big weird celestial gods from space well we do as well
0: so do we uh dr spectrum as the chat is saying Mm -hmm. thank you i was confused with monica rambeau who is also called spectrum sometimes (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so this uh this looks like it could actually end up being pretty cool all things considered yeah that being said you know uh they got they got hard uh shoes to fill on this one because the last time they flipped the script and did like a whole universe tear down like this it was for uh Hickman's secret wars,
1: yeah yeah secret wars and and then uh uh secret Empire and stuff like that
0: I mean Empire wasn't so much a takedown or a complete yeah, it was it tear was like
1: alternate shit. history sort of thing yeah
0: But well, i'm I'm talking like when they stopped the books and called them something different. Oh, uh,
1: yes I suppose so yeah.
0: And then again, this is only, you know, this is uh, only 5 books. I wonder if they're going to like stop a bunch of books and put these out or if these are just going to be extra books on top.
1: I feel it's like a line it's like a line wide event. Like the, yeah, yeah. like the the actual premise of the event seems like it's line wide.
0: Yeah, yeah. It would be weird to have these books coming out at the same time as other books.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah so all right there there's that news for you everyone uh and hey speaking of future state and we absolutely were uh we all knew it was only going to be a two-month thing maybe an experiment maybe a stopgap maybe uh a planting ground for new ideas but uh for one hero the future state will be continuing for a while and that hero is strangely enough red hood
1: yeah which kind of kind of makes sense this book this book will help distance himself from scotland (laughs) hell
0: It'll help distance him from all the Scott Lobdell bullshit by jumping him in the future. It'll actually do a good job distancing him from everything else happening in the Bat Family books. Even though it's funny, they don't call it Red Hood, they just call it Future State Gotham, which I thought was interesting.
1: Yeah, so it, well, it's probably going to be like a Gotham uh, yeah. anthology. Yeah
0: right for a little of everything but red hood definitely seems to be the star of this one and this also furthermore answers the question hey how come when all these other books got to restart and got new number ones red hood didn't because red hood is going to be staying in the future state by the looks of it
1: yeah i i have to imagine this is also going to get explained in infinite frontier like probably maybe because all these books seem to be spinning out of that 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 yes. first issue um so i imagine that there'll probably be a story where i don't know jason todd got stuck in the future or something
0: I, I mean, hey, it worked for Tim Drake. Oh, no, wait. No, it didn't. But it'll work for Jason, though, because Jason doesn't have as much dignity, so there's less to fuck up. And as we said, the distance is actually really, really good for him to be the focal point of something in the future. Uh, Joshua Williamson is writing this. In fact, Joshua Williamson looks to be the new Red Hood guy because he's writing this. And he's going to be writing Red Hood in that Batman Urban Legends anthology mm-hmm. book. So it looks like if you want to get a taste of Red Hood, you got to go through Joshua Williamson, which I'm I'm fine with. Good choice. And the man's yeah. definitely got a voice for him, as we can see from that one Future State tie-in.
1: Yeah, so far it's been pretty good. He's, he's got a good uh handle on the character. It's, some, it's something new to, for him to do.
0: Yeah, and uh, this will also be a continuation of those red hood backups so if you didn't read the red hood backup but are interested in this check it out
1: yeah well, it kind of felt like it had to be because there was a lot of story there that they haven't told us yet i don't imagine this yes. book is going to go back and tell us
0: yeah how how did jason forsake his family and become you know the go-to bounty hunter for the fascist police mm-hmm. state that is the magistrate but also rise to the occasion and be better than the magistrate by not killing heroes which is actually a bit of evolution for him as a guy Mm -hmm. who as an anti-hero only killed people
1: but then he's also paired with someone who (laughs) does kill criminals Mm -hmm. and there's that moral uh dilemma for him and everything
0: it's, uh, it's moral when he's sleeping with her, which uh, he is, so it's fine. <laughs> I imagine he says it all the time. God, Rose Wilson, I hate how you kill the people I'm trying to say, but you sex me up good, so, you know, oh, we're going to call this one even. <laughs> going to call this even, I imagine you're being like, oh, I'm going to kill him, Jason. I'm gonna kill- You shouldn't, you shouldn't. Uh, you know, we got a date tonight, so, you know, like, I'm just going to turn my back and, you know, whatever happens, happens. <laughs> In that way, he's the most relatable he's ever been. <laughs> I I get it, Jason. We've all been in shitty relationships. It's cool. (laughs) But uh, yeah, this, uh, this looks really sweet. Again, I never thought I'd say this, but I'm actually super stoked to start reading Red Hood in Urban Legends and with this.
1: It looks to be pretty good.
0: It's also pretty cool too this furthermore idea where it's like, oh, I guess Future State is popular enough that it's not going anywhere now. They're actually going to be keeping it around as an imprint by the way. Going to be keeping
1: around a lot of things. A lot of the people that said this was just going to be a one-off, none of this is going to matter. Mm-hmm. Like over half, I was I was like looking at it and like over half the stuff that's been going on in Future State is still continuing.
0: It's true and i mean some of it was shit they were going to be doing anyway like another story i had on here uh yara floor wonder girl gonna be getting a solo series there i mean obviously they were ready to rock with that character because she was getting a cw show and mm-hmm. everything else but uh, uh some of these other things i think was just good fan response
1: yeah yeah well, i i think a lot of it is well i think i i think they had the stories and they're like okay we'll see and we'll just wait fans like it we'll put it out if not we'll maybe sit on them for a little bit and yeah. change them up and do something with them
0: which which we know they do because again hey friend of the show Jim Zub had mentioned that he wrote a suicide squad book that got sat on forever and then suddenly out of the blue they're like oh we're releasing it on digital this week yeah so again i imagine they banked a lot of stuff and when they had two months to you know kind of go back and think differently about 5G they completely changed the way they put these books out and how it was going to hit us. And I honestly think it changed for the better. It, it worked, yeah. Because again, and no one has either confirmed or denied this, but my theory for how 5G was supposed to be is that they would have put out these future state books, but would have called them 5G. Mm-hmm. They would have put out those generation books, but called them 5G. And then they would have put out something in the present, so you would have had past, present, and future all going simultaneously. In- and it would have infinite been like a-
1: frontier would be the f- the present stuff
0: there an infinite frontier would be the present stuff and then it would be like oh pick whatever you like and follow it wherever you want to go i truly think that that's what 5g mm-hmm. was supposed to be
1: and for the most part it it seems like it's still that it's just called yeah. something different
0: and generations isn't continuity anymore but whatever
1: i mean everything's continuity now with the Omniverse. It-
0: true enough did you like it did it sell good well guess what it's in continuity now
1: and that book and that that's still got issues coming out of that as well i know
0: it does i know that's still going out i i stopped reading it when i knew it wasn't continuity but i might go back and finish it once it's done But yeah, uh, Wonder Girl, as I mentioned, it's going to be a series now, going to be starring Yara Floor, and everyone is super stoked on it, as they should be, because the character is really good, and the book is really good. Yeah,
1: and it's the same exact creative uh, team Team. behind the Future State book.
0: Yeah, creative team of one, Jolie Jones, is going to be writing it, (laughs) drawing it and uh yeah th- this book actually came to an end this week too it was only a two-parter which again it's some people are confused that that some of these future states are four and some are only two
1: yeah well I th- I, again it's they had a lot of these stories banked and they just decided mm-hmm. well we'll put them put most of them in the batman books
0: yeah put, Batman. Uh, put i think that all the
1: batman books have like four issues each
0: of course because bat supremacy don't you know yeah but, uh, yeah, I, I really liked what they did with Wonder Girl here. They basically give her, like, a very, again, no pun intended, Greek tragedy of a backstory, you know, where she lost a sister and is trying to get her back from Hades and risking life and limb and everything. Mm-hmm. Also, again, I, I wonder if there's something behind the naming, too, because, obviously, Yara Floor, Flor means flower, her sister's name was Potera, which also means flower.
1: I, yeah, again, I, it, it's the Dragon Ball Z naming scheme where everything's named after a vegetable.
0: <laughs> yeah, are, are all the Brazilian Amazons named after flowers or is that to denote that they're like, you know, closer than just, you know, sisters in the Amazonian sense of like, oh, we're all sisters. <laughs> I also love what they did with Hades in that book where he looks like a goddamn Dark Souls boss.
1: Yeah, Jordi Bella's colors on that were really damn cool.
0: He's just huge and pissed off all the time and persephone is cool too she's just all sad and angelic and giving off light because again if you know anything about the story of persephone she's not from the underworld originally no and doesn't want to be there
1: no i learned that from hades
0: yeah i know right Pfft, boy does he also it's cool too that uh hades in this book speaks portuguese yeah yeah and like no one questions it and i'm like yeah i guess if you're an ancient being yeah you'll learn to speak a little Portuguese. probably
1: you probably speak a lot of languages <laughs> you have to deal yeah. with a lot of different you know people
0: yeah when you got nothing but time there you'll eventually pick it up and uh i appreciate that book too for like not being afraid to be kind of sad and bittersweet
1: sad as well and then like also like cut it in with like humor and stuff
0: yeah, yeah. Yara floor when talking to King Minos does the ooh I'm taking my thumb off <laughs>
1: joke. And that I I I said in my review of that issue that's like kind of what sets her apart from Diana cuz Diana wouldn't do stuff like that. No. But that like but like Yara uses it as like a defense mechanism.
0: Yeah, Diana is always serious and regal because she's royalty and everything and she has to and she's carrying a whole people and culture on her shoulders. So yeah, the idea of a funny brash hot-headed younger wonder woman it seems like like it shouldn't work and yet it works amazingly yeah
1: well it works because it's got a competent team on it
0: that's i could see something
1: like this happening in like new 52 and it just being terrible
0: exactly but again you know this is an art writing team that really cares and uh, i hope they have a very long fruitful run because you're goddamn right i want to pick up wonder girl number one when it comes (laughs) out how weird is that? It's like, you know, oh, there's a new Wonder Woman book. Yeah, whatever. That might not stay. But this new Wonder Girl book, <laughs> this is where it's at. Uh, what were some other new books we got coming out from Future State? Oh, Mr. Miracle, The Source of Freedom by Brandon Easton. This isn't going to be a full series. This is only going to be a mini. But again, we're following up with Shiloh Norman there. He got a big push in Future State. Now it's going to keep going.
1: Yeah, people seem to like Shiloh Norman.
0: Yeah, and some people, for the first time, knowing that this character exists, even though they existed mm-hmm. in, like, the 70s. Yeah,
1: he's, he's a very old character.
0: Very much so. I uh, like this story, too. They talked to uh, Easton about it, and he's like, you know, I want to tell, you know, a superhero story that's, you know, fun and exciting and, you know, Jack Kirby-esque, but also, you know, a story about someone trying to thrive as a black superhero when so mm-hmm. many of the cards are stacked against you. Yep. And I'm like, all right, that sounds like an interesting And, and Mr.
1: Miracle is like, like the perfect character for that as well. Again, you can escape everything. Yeah, you can escape everything except for this.
0: Except racism. You can't escape that. <laughs> but what if I try really, really hard? Well, then I guess you're going to be trying really hard. <laughs> This is also, like, a new origin for the character, too, because, again, they just kind of plop the character down in future state and, like, expect you to know what's going on with them, so this is their chance to, like, you know, do a new origin.
1: Yeah, well, this is, like, the first time he's had an origin in, like, a long time.
0: Yeah, because, like, if if I do believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Shiloh was uh, Scott Freeze like, apprentice?
1: Yeah, Scott Free's apprentice and, um scott Free's uh master's apprentice as well he was like a he's like a mixture
0: yeah for for like the magic show and everything yeah so uh i i wonder will we actually see scott free in this book Mm. we could yeah it would be kind of fun to you know tie together all the different mr miracles where it's like you know Mm -hmm. you got the new god mr miracle and then you got the other mr miracle too yeah so yeah, this uh, this one looks interesting. This one looks like it's got a lot of potential on it.
1: Yeah, it does. And his his future state book so far has been pretty good. still little story Absolutely. in Future State, though, it was weird that they decided to put two of the parts around, out of order, out of the for some reason. I don't know why.
0: Yeah, I don't get that either. Also, too, I was not a fan of that Superman of Metropolis final issue. I didn't. I wasn't crazy really? about that. I one. really liked it i thought they rushed them like but but there's still like so many things left here that you just kind of gloss over again it was
1: it's the whole thing is like this book was probably more issues but they had to give them to batman or something Uh,
0: never has anything felt like it should have had four issues and it only got two because like there's so many huge leaps there from like okay we defeated brain cells but we're keeping brain cells alive because i'm no longer a threat to metropolis okay i've defeated the literal you know uh what is it or the metaphorical ghosts of my father but i've realized that i need to actually think smaller than superman and i need to only concentrate on saving metropolis he literally only becomes the superman of metropolis in the last page
1: and well that's what i that's what i liked about it that that's yeah. what i i like that he didn't just immediately it's like oh he's superman down no it happened right at the end of the story and you don't get to see the end of it
0: and even to the concept of like a superman that only protects metropolis and you know only does one thing uh, assumedly also giving up a personal life because it's like we never see what john's home life is like in this book and i it wonder it doesn't if we look ever like will. he has one no which is like kind of sad but also like i i keep reading that like that's interesting like how does that weigh on him hey
1: maybe we'll get something in infinite frontier they still books. Yeah. they haven't announced
0: that's true. That's true. They still happen. And also, Super Suns being collected, too, which is also nice. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's uh, some more Future State stuff for you. But hey, we got some more Marvel stuff coming down the pipeline, too. Fantastic Four Life Story by Mark Russell.
1: Yes, immediate pickup. Immediate pickup yeah, for me. Yeah, same
0: same 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 you you loved what they did with Spider-Man telling his story throughout the ages and now we're going to be doing it with the first family of Marvel really i think the only other group of characters that they could like it literally goes Spider-Man and then Fantastic Four because they've been around that long been involved in so many stories and it would be interesting to see how they get updated through the eras
1: yeah yeah as well as correct me if i'm wrong but this is actually going to be yeah an updated origin for them
0: yes so again
1: again just in time for the movie
0: yeah isn't that nice isn't that good uh now because again there's just so many iconic moments from fantastic four history that are also iconic moments from marvel history and man to see this actually tied in with like real history is going to be so cool yeah i
1: I love it when the when comics do that like the ultimates do that all the time um but yeah i'm intrigued to see what mark russell will do with it because mark russell has has a very particular uh writing style he's very uh he's like political comedy and like satire and all that sort of stuff so is it is it going to play into that like is it going to be like a satire of like 60s like space race stuff
0: i I mean that's definitely what the first issue has got to be the first issue has got to be in the 60s it's got to be about the space race we gotta beat the ruskies now everybody we gotta Mm -hmm. get to the moon yeah how about you richard's family do you want to go to the moon for america yeah I, I
1: i hope it's exactly like that
0: and they're like yeah sure whatever and then i guess you know we can get into the 70s and everything and, you know we'll have to do the first galactus story and we'll have to mm. do the like okay when did they start fighting dr doom and then you know later on we can do a nihilist and maybe even we can do like their shitty costume versions when like sue decides <laughs> like well i'm gonna be evil now <laughs> I guess, too, once they get further along, they would also have to do, like, the death of Johnny, maybe, if they get that yeah.
1: far. Yeah, oh, I, I imagine they're going to get that far. I imagine it's going to come right up until modern day, like, today, present day.
0: Like Spider-Man did, which, yeah. that's when it gets a lot harder, too. Where it's like, I guess, I guess you do the kids. I guess you do the kids growing up mm-hmm. into adults, and I guess maybe let Sue and Reed actually get old. Yeah. Let them be geriatric, maybe let one of them die, I don't know. Mm-hmm who do you think would be the first to die Reed or Sue Reed yeah which is maybe better (laughs) because I think if Sue died first Reed just like couldn't handle it no he'd like go freaking crazy although in saying that,
1: that 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 would lead to like a pretty cool like you could do like a pretty cool story with like Reed and Namor with that
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They got to do something with Namor here. Maybe yeah. they meet Namor in like the what is it like the swing in 80s or something like that. <laughs> Wouldn't that be cool? And he's dressed like Miami Vice and everything. Ah, <laughs> uh, there's so many places they could go with this story. Oh, and, you know, you'd have to do the thing in Alicia Masters and maybe mm-hmm. like their relationship because they finally got married after all these years of will they won't they? Yeah. Yeah, the Council of Reeds. I would like to see the Council of Reeds be something in this, too, because that was a big defining moment for them as well. I think it's like the last time people really were excited about the book. The the setup of the Illuminati. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. Does that mean we'll get to see other heroes? I mean, we got to see a lot of other heroes in the Spider-Man book, so it would reason to guess. Yeah. That we would get to see this one, too. Would would we see other big events in here? Because the Fantastic Four during the Civil War were kind of pulled apart
1: they were yeah
0: also too oh yeah herbie we got to get herbie the dumb robot <laughs> in here too somewhere you're absolutely right. the future foundation yeah that's for sure they got to work the future foundation in there somewhere yeah
1: i oh i'm sure i'm sure they they've thought about all of this stuff all of this stuff that's going to be in there
0: yeah i'm sure we'll be endlessly surprised by the stuff there oh th- they should work black panther in there too because his big appearance was in a fantastic four story
1: yeah do you think they'll work the fanta- uh, like uh spider-man like him trying out for the fantastic oh, yeah. Four into it and then relate that, it back to the life story the spider man life story stuff
0: that would be funny i don't think these are meant to be in the same universe but yeah they gotta work that in somewhere <laughs> even just as a joke for reed to be like get the hell off my lawn young man <laughs> yeah the inhumans i'd like to see mark russell's take on the inhumans <laughs> man so much like big important shit spun out of the pages of fantastic Four.
1: First family man
0: yeah, like the book itself isn't so much like, oh, this is a must read. You gotta read it. But at the same time, it's like, dude, so much of what you love in Marvel spun out of here. Yeah,
1: yeah. It was, it, which is why it's so like crazy that like the book never gets like pushed as much as it should.
0: No, they did for a little bit when mm-hmm. Dan Slott came on, and then it just kind of stopped. Yeah,
1: that's when the that's when the when they actually came back after yeah. uh, Secret Wars.
0: Yeah i i think you just need like another hickman there you need like someone Mm -hmm. to like completely blow up the concept
1: yeah maybe this will do it this will might do it maybe
0: i don't know if they want anyone to blow up the concept right now when they're so close to the movie where it's like no no preserve them in amber for what we got to do next (laughs) again we don't need to be shaking it up we don't need to be doing a new fantastic four (laughs) we got to keep it nice and safe at least until the movie is done Uh, and with that, that's all the news we had for this week. So a nice smattering of topics. Yeah. Uh, obviously, of course, I have that interview for the latter half of the show. But before we sign off, uh, anything you want to talk about, Matt? Any books that you uh, had just had to talk about?
1: Um. Let me actually just have a look at like what books did actually come out throughout this week.
0: It's hard to keep track, isn't it?
1: <coughs> it is. Yeah. I know we had like a pretty great Venom issue
0: yes yes we did uh donny cates continues to do great on venom which i love because usually when a big all-encompassing event spins out of the pages of something the original book suffers that's not happening here venom is still very must read
1: yeah it's and and i'm surprised at like how uh connected it is up to king in black in terms of like like you can easily place when things are happening because like half of this book is half of what happened in king and black but mm-hmm. we see it from eddie's point of view
0: yes i i feel disappointed for people who came in and are only reading king and black because you really are only getting half the story yeah Also, what a beautiful love letter to Flash Thompson. Donnie Cates is sitting here trying to break bread between the Eddie Venom fans and the Flash Venom fans (laughs) and be like, no, we are all brothers. Look, come and break bread.
1: And he left it in a place where we could get Flash back as as like a Venom because they left it kind of, I imagine they'll do it more in the King and Black actual uh, stories, but like it's left ambiguous whether he actually got out of Back to Earth as like an actual person.
0: Yeah, yeah, they left uh, that open for interpretation, which I'm definitely cool with. And you know what? <laughs> Furthermore, uh, Donnie Cates—if—if if, if we never saw Flash again and this was him dying for real, uh, Cates gave him a better death than Slot did—a better, more heroic death. It
1: did. I, I have a feeling though he's going to be alive. It's going to be one of those oh, situations of where like, oh, we've defeated No, all the, all the, all the uh, symbiotes are like going away and cu- the streets are like clearing and everything, and they'll find like Flash's body or something
0: or something like that well because again as we've set up in venom the end and what eddie's plan i think originally was hey the symbiotes when they're supercharged enough can actually recreate physical matter Mm -hmm. so all they would need is like for the venom suit to be like all right plopped out a new eddie or uh, plopped out a new flash you know here i just implanted his codex into his head so he's good yeah like dylan has to do that Mm because dylan has the power of the codex is you know dylan ascends to like level 100 it's like now i can create life itself (laughs) for i am a godchild. (laughs) hey here's an interesting thing you know who they didn't find in that symbiote world who's that uh dylan's mother annie i really thought they were gonna see her there because it's like yeah because she was dead right or maybe she wasn't
1: yeah yeah well yeah maybe she's one of those one one of those people that uh uh, that uh noel had captured in the in those cages in in the in the real hell
0: because they keep making references to annie and we saw the alternate annie Mm -hmm. when they went to that other universe i keep thinking that she's gonna be like the last page like oh yeah fuck it and i'm back too i i like to
1: i (sighs) i have a theory that like noel's keeping her as like a like a last weapon Um, against eddie like that's the only thing that'll stop him
0: like a human shield like he pulls her out at the very end yeah also too we have this whole thing uh the light the light is coming you know the the alternate of whatever null is if null is the great darkness this thing is the great light what if that's annie what if they explain it that way
1: that could be but i interpreted that to just be like silver surfer Mm, maybe because because uh well the black surfer um cuz like through th- that was in the in the previous issue uh where like all of the narration you find out was uh, noran rad as he's right. heading towards earth and he's the only, apparently the only one who can break through the the shield the uh see, the it, symbiote shield
0: now my theory was he's the only one who can break through it but he's breaking through it for whatever the herald. light is yeah. he's a herald of the light even now when he's all dark and everything
1: yeah i could see that yeah
0: Again, I, I still think Donnie Cates has yet to play. Like he's got a couple cards still left to play. <laughs> you have activated my trap card. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh that's some cool shit. Uh anything else you want to talk about? Anything else big?
1: Uh, what do we got? What do we got? Do you want to talk about the next Batman, issue three?
0: yeah sure let's uh check this one out this uh this one was brief but interesting because we don't actually spend a lot of time with jason this one we actually get to spend some time with a lot of other people in gotham and see how they're reacting to the magistrate which i appreciated
1: yeah a a lot of his family and how the magistrate is uh kind of pulling them apart because uh, his parents both have differing views on what the magistrate should be doing with this fire uh shoot on site order mm-hmm. uh, his, his mother wants it to happen lucius doesn't particularly want to get involved even though he is involved because he's him and wayne enterprises <laughs> are like selling weapons to them
0: it's it's funny they're both ultimately pro magistrate but pro in different ways that yeah. make them fight and it's like very very sad and like lucius even says later oh yeah dad was never the same after punchline's attack on him And mm-hmm. i'm like oh that's a heartbreaker yeah and uh, even too where his sister's like are you batman if you're batman you gotta tell me that you're batman <laughs> i <laughs> no, like to think, all batman.
1: these all these like things are like red herrings and it's got to be revealed luke is the, is the batman i know we've seen we've seen uh tim in the costume but i can't help but feel that like somehow they're gonna pull a red herring on us <laughs>
0: They they were both Batman, they've been trading off.
1: Yeah, they've been using, yeah, where one gets captured, the other one takes over or something.
0: Well, again, you know, that was Bruce's problem. He was just one man, so when he was killed, it ruined everything, or seemingly killed, but if we have two Batman in two places at once, then they can never (laughs) catch us. (laughs) Which, man, that's actually kind of an interesting idea, a hero that's actually two people, so they can never be caught, it completely does away with the whole secret identity problem that most of them have. Yeah, yeah yeah that's uh that's interesting <clears throat> also too you know we see uh a, a real focal point of the next batman is jace and his relationship to justice and how is justice dispensed in this shitty dystopian world where like mercenaries shoot on sight and everything
1: yeah i i, I like that he still wants to try and and give these people a fair trial I like that he's he's still intent he's not trying to get them away from the city or like mm-hmm. may help them escape or anything he, he he definitely wants them to go to jail but he wants yeah. them to have a fair trial
0: doesn't want them to be murdered in the street and you know he says there you you surrendered to me which means you know you're my responsibility mm-hmm. which is very nice and like kind of cool and also very different i think than bruce where i think bruce was totally okay just being like yep tying up for the cops leaving now yeah yeah like jace takes much more of an interest and also too uh e- e- even the criminals he's you know dealing with in this issue are shocked you know when he takes off his armor and it's like oh you got a lot of scars on you is that from fighting the magistrate no i had those already
1: yeah i i, do, I, I was tortured for a living I, again hint, hint at his past which are really yeah, interesting yeah
0: yeah i'm like what the fuck job did you have before (laughs) i know he was in the army but that's like all we've heard
1: is he like a test dummy or something he's like testing out new interrogation techniques on or something or
0: something i don't know again it's like one line of dialogue that implies like so much yeah i
1: we're gonna get that in that new batman book as well
0: yeah that second son book of course which you know i i'm more interested now than ever to check that out yeah uh space lord saying did we read the other history of the dc universe i have it it's very long i have uh radiant black coming out tomorrow i'm gonna read it tomorrow it looks good but again it's like digging into a prose novel because yeah very i
1: long. i've read half of it and it, it is really fucking good it's it's almost as better as the first issue it's so damn good
0: that's high praise because that first one was really good that was so where i'm like damn i wish more uh black label books were like this yeah I think it actually earns the name Black Label, you know, for being the way it is, for being smart Absolutely. and deep and a, little, and a little darker and a little bit more serious and a little bit more adult. Yep. So, uh, yeah, that, that was the next Batman, you know, pretty, pretty cool.
1: Yeah, the backup stories as well were really great with Duke actually being made important and yes. given, like, a good story. As, as, as Cinema Review, it's always these, like, uh, alternate universes or, like, what-ifs or possible futures where Duke has... Has excelled. He's excelled in White Knight, in uh, that Tales for the Dark Multiverse yeah. thing, and now this one. And that's so weird. Yeah, it's just so weird that it's just all like his alternate futures or alternate reality versions are so much better than the actual version of him.
0: What's up with that? And all it took was giving him a big anime sword and a fucking stand made yeah. of lightning. <laughs> I would love to have been in the writers room when they pitched that. So what do you got for Duke? Uh, We make him more anime, like 90% more anime. Yeah,
1: it's sold.
0: Yeah, sold, love it, everything about it. And Duke forms a new anime team of other heroes with anime-esque <laughs> powers. I got one guy who pilots a giant robot. I got a girl who also goes through a magical transformation. It's pretty dope. It's my new team. That's that's what the new Outsiders is. That's what Outsiders 2021
1: is. <laughs> I, I'd be fine with that.
0: I know. Outsiders, now it's anime. <laughs> and we just get that thing there of uh the studio ghibli guy anime was a mistake (laughs) that's their first villain anime was a mistake guy (laughs) yes i know who that guy is everyone but still uh but yeah so future state continues to chug along a lot of fun uh oh marauders had a tie-in to king and black actually that is really more of a marauder story than a king and black story but pretty good too that
1: sounds like a lot of these (laughs) tie-ins Where they're just yeah. like we'll slap as the king in black logo on the front cover and it, it'll sell like a couple of hundred more issues
0: well it's funny because this one wasn't like a regular tie-in like it wasn't the next issue of marauders it's like oh king and black marauders number one i'm like oh so this gets a special one shot to itself interesting they
1: all do i think i think oh, i think really? venom is like the only one that's like actual like numbered because like mm. we had black cat issue one and uh, uh valkyries issue one and all that sort of stuff right right
0: i haven't read that yet but i'm hearing good things about that mm-hmm. also to uh what is it G- uh spider gwen versus carnage which is i think the only three-parter yep so there's something for you uh yeah i mean i guess we've talked for over an hour now and we got about 40 minutes worth of interview there so should we start uh wrapping down this part of the show
1: yeah why not
0: Alright, so thank you so much for coming and hanging out with us here, everyone, on the Sunday night. We really appreciate it. Again, be sure to use that promo code, get yourself some Manscaped. (laughs) Again, if you know the answer to that Cal trivia question, tell me down in the comment section below, and you too could win yourself a copy of Radiant Black, the hot new image series from Kyle Higgins that everyone is very, very excited for.
1: Yeah, very excited to start reading that on uh, Wednesday.
0: Yes, and if you want to know more about Radiant Black and Kyle Higgins, well, you should stick around because I have an interview with the man himself that we'll be cutting over to right now. And hello, and welcome, everyone, to another installment of the Comic Multiverse Interview Edition. And oh boy, did I manage to snag myself a hell of a guest this week, everyone. He's a writer, you know him from his work on Cowl, uh, the currently ongoing Ultraman book, and of course, uh, breathing fresh, fresh life into the Power Rangers franchise. It's Kyle Higgins, everybody.
2: Hey, how's it going, man? what What are you What are you calling this now?
0: Part, oh, the Comic Multiverse. Yeah, that's right, man. You haven't...
2: Man, so Kyle and I go you're, way, way... You're, back You
0: were taped Joel Daly. I still am. That's the channel name, but the show is the Comic Multiverse, is the show I do with Matt.
2: You didn't even have video last time we talked.
0: I know, man. See, I was trying to figure that out, actually. So Kyle and I go way, way back, everyone. He was one of the very first people in comics who ever took pity on me and talked to me back when I worked at Name Redacted many many years ago and yeah we didn't have video we have come so many leaps and bounds but then this is this is kind of like coming home again to get a chance to talk to you again this is this is really cool thanks for making time for me i appreciate it yeah, of
2: course. sure my pleasure
0: man. yeah we uh we've been boosters of each other's career for a very long time i think i i, I talked to you the last time we did like an actual interview piece together god was it like it was 2014 it was like right right when nightwing in the new 52 was wrapping up
2: Yeah, uh, I remember doing it because I had just turned in my, for my last issue, like, less than an hour uh, before you and I ended up getting on Skype. Yeah, So it was, like, all very, like, kind of, like... Wistful. Very kind of, yeah, prominent. It was, like, right there. And then on top of that, thinking back on it now, like, I wrote issues in that chair that I was sitting in for that because I was, I was in my parents' house. So, you know, when, obviously I've written like way more in Los Angeles because that's where I live, but like I can remember every single thing I ever wrote like at my parents' house because mm. I'm just, there so infrequently because they live yeah. in Illinois and I live in California. But I remember like, wow, I can, I can remember sitting at that exact spot, yeah, you know, at that table, writing issues on that book. Then I can remember going back sitting at that table writing stuff in college. And then I can also remember going back and sitting at that table and applying for an internship at the Donner's company, like in that exact spot. (laughs) And the fact that something like that college, the superhero movie I was doing, like I kind of, I wrote it at that table at that kitchen table. Fast forward all those years to like, you know, I was basically fired off nightwing and writing the final script in the exact same spot um i've never really thought about that before but that's that was the context for then we yes. ended up doing like a big interview i remember yeah um, that that was the circumstances
0: for, we met under for the first time and it stuck with me all this time later
2: yeah yeah i mean it's um look everything's connected um but uh it's yeah. It's yeah. So I I do. I remember doing the interview for sure. Yeah.
0: It, it was Christmas time. You had had a couple of celebratory drinks there, and I think I impressed you because I guessed what the twist was going to be in a uh, Batman Beyond uh, 2.0, and that uh, blew you away. I guessed what the twist was going to be.
2: Oh, the Dick Grayson. Um...
0: Yes. Being the voice
2: in the cowl the whole the whole time.
0: No, not even that. The stuff with Barbara and that it was gonna all tie back to old wounds and everything. I guessed that and really impressed you. I think your actual words were, "Who told you?"
2: Oh, oh yeah, yeah that uh, that storyline. Um, yeah, it's funny. Like <clears throat> every once every once in a while, someone will will tag me on social media or bring bring up the Batman Beyond comics, and it's it's strange because. I'm really, really proud of that run. I loved it. Um, but, like, the stuff with Barbara, it's—it's. It, it's, I have this weird kind of, like, feeling about it. Like, I wish I could have it back. Like, I wish I could do it differently. Really? But not because I don't... Yeah, it, but it's strange. It's like, I stand by it as a story. It makes sense. But just... Well, that's the thing. Just because it works as a story and it iterates off of what had been established in the show mm-hmm. doesn't, doesn't mean that it's a story you necessarily need to tell. You right. know? So like, I, I have this weird kind of feeling about it where I, a lot, it's like I would have never gone into that territory to begin with had the show not done it, like the show established it. And I was looking for some sort of big kind of, um, absolutely moment. Yeah. Um, but, but it's, it's one of those things that like every once in a while it'll pop back up where like, um, there are people who really, really don't like that. I wrote that story. Right. yeah,
0: Because I think it confirmed what was in the back of a lot of fans heads. Cause I know even me just in my, uh, like own sense of fan, I'm like something had to happen, something really bad that split them apart. I bet it was yeah. Barbara. And then for this story to confirm, yeah, it was, and it might actually have been worse than you thought. Yeah.
2: Like. If, if it were Kyle right now mm. writing that MPR 2.0, I wouldn't write that story.
0: Interesting. Interesting.
2: But, but that's not, but, it, but it's only because I think I would look at that story and go, well, that's what is the obvious thing because mm. it's kind of low hanging fruit. Right. You know, as far as what would split that group apart. And it's like, ah, I can do something better than that is how i would kind of look at it now
0: yeah um
2: so so again it's weird i have like i have complicated feelings about it because i mm, i bet. love that run but i don't talk about the batman beyond stuff all that much uh anymore cuz they i did it i did it whenever it was 2014 2015
0: mm-hmm. and then
2: just like made that all disappear and dan jurgens did it for dc proper continuity i guess and they, ran that book forever i know So i feel my stuff isn't like there's nothing you can even you can't even go backwards to find it in in the numbering order it's like a a weird little pocket version that you'd have to know exists in order to find it
0: I, I I evangelize it to anyone who will listen. Where I'm like, look, you want what feels like a real continuation of Batman Beyond? Check this one out. Which, again, no offense to the fans of the Jergens, right I know lots of people in my fan base dig it. But, you know, it's just not for me. It felt yeah. too different. Felt like it went off on a whole other trend itself but uh yeah like like i said it's fun to have you here it's fun to reminisce about stuff past and everything how how have you been in this time and in these crazy crazy well i guess a year now with pandemic and shifting everything
2: yeah i'm i'm hanging in there like it's ups and downs like anybody um i'm just i'm working a lot and that's kind of the only thing i have going on
0: Mm.
2: (laughs) so i can um, relate yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's um, too much work for not enough money is the, <laughs> the name of the game. Uh, but that's comics also. So um, I, I, I feel fortunate creatively to have as much going on as I do. Um, it's a little little overwhelming at times. Mm. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on in the background here right now. Right. Right. But yeah. Um, it's all cool stuff and stuff I'm excited about and and have been working a long time on. So, the fact that it's kind of all coming to fruition in the exact same moment is, it's cool. It's not ideal from mm. a um, from a workload standpoint, but from a momentum standpoint, it it could be really cool. So nice.
0: That's that's good to hear. Let me let me ask you this because this is something I think myself and a lot of other comic book YouTubers can really only theorize about but I'm dying to get your opinion as someone who's inside the industry what what did it look like inside the comic book industry for those two months when no books were coming out from anyone in that really like terrifying time period
2: well it was very scary um we didn't know what was going on I mean depending on kind of who you talk to in the industry, um, it it was pretty unclear who was going to be able to keep paying freelancers. Mm. Um, even on the creator own side, you know, there was, there were one or two books or projects I had that it was like, ah, we can do one more issue of this and then we have to like kill it. It's like I was counting on it work or another one, strung me along for months uh. for quite a bit of money and then ultimately just would never send me a contract and they just like folded up shop yikes yikes and it was like oh man yeah so so there was stuff like that um and then a lot of publishers had pencil down orders as well um i remember matt groom and i were writing ultraman
0: mm-hmm.
2: and i think it we had already written issue one for sure, but I think we were, I think, I'm pretty sure we had written issue two as well. And we wrote issues three through five in like record pace. Like we wrote, we wrote, we wrote three issues in like a month because I, I was looking at the situation going like, we need to get these scripts in so that we can get paid. Um, in case there is a pencils pencil down order and, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, we didn't get it on Ultraman, so we, we we did, the book kept running and obviously it's come out, Rise of Ultraman, and now we're going into Trials of Ultraman. Yeah, that's got to feel good. Yeah, it's, that book, it, I'm really proud of it and um, it's in really good shape right now, so that's a always a really good feeling to mm-hmm. know, like, we have a really cool plan, the team on it is awesome, like, we're just, like, making cool stuff now. Um so, but, but yeah, beyond that, there was quite a bit of kind of existential, um, dread, you know, you could feel, um, a lot of creators starting to kind of creators that previously had either dabbled in or hadn't really done creator owned suddenly we're talking about creator owned, mm-hmm. um, and that also kind of coincided with everything that was going on at DC. I mean, there yes. were rumors about DC. Yeah. There were rumors about DC before, um, the layoffs started happening. There were rumors for quite a while. I remember, yeah, there was some stuff coming up that wasn't going to be great. And, um, I think, you know, amongst in the creative community, a lot of creators had caught wind of that or, um, knew enough to, to know, like, Hey, if that's happening like my exclusive contract isn't necessarily going to be guaranteed going Mm -hmm. forward or maybe i don't want to be exclusive here you know um
0: and now dc just uh, isn't doing exclusive contracts anymore right that's something i never thought i would live to see
2: well i don't know about that so i I can't really speak to that
0: Uh, i I think that's a new that like just happened they said they're not going to be doing exclusives anymore (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I mean,
2: I'll, I'll I'll put it this way. I don't know where that. I don't know where you read that or, or where you heard that. But if <laughs> there's no hard and fast rule with something like that, because it it really just comes down to market value. So like, mm-hmm. if there's a creator, if there's a creator that is big enough and in demand enough, um, someone will give them an exclusive deal if they're amenable to it. See, this is why um, I love talking to
0: you because just... you give us the you give us the real straight dope. This is what I love. This is the good shit right here.
2: Well, that's it's just like it's just supply and demand. Yeah, and like there are only so many creators. Um, well, I should I should qualify and say there are only so many creators who will move the needle um, in the market, or or at least have the potential to move the needle in the market. And those creators, I mean, I can count them on two hands probably, but those creators are, um, incredibly valuable. It's like having, it's like having Patrick Mahomes or Deshaun Watson as your starting quarterback right now. (laughs) Like, and I say this as a Bears fan, as a diehard Bears fan. (laughs) Um, yeah, there's, there's those creators will always, um, be prioritized and, and have a, a safe landing spot if they so desire.
0: Yeah, yeah. You, uh, you, we mentioned Ultraman there previously. What, what was that like? When did you get the call for that? When did that uh, really materialize? That's got to be a good story.
2: Um, yeah, that came about. Um, came it, it. The 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 call came or the email came in like I want to say like October of twenty nineteen from Tom Rebort. I had just done a Winter Soldier miniseries for Tom and. Which was Tom wonderful, and I've known each other for ten years. He was my very first editor in comics, actually, um, when I was 22, 23 years old. Um, I guess Tom had, you know, knew enough, or knew that I had done Power Rangers, and I don't know that he had, you know, really necessarily read it, but I guess he had seen interviews, and and I think we had also talked on the side about Common Rider at one point because. That was a a franchise I hadn't gotten into, but I was interested in And mm. Tom is actually a really big Common Rider fan. so really? I, I, I didn't did know that. Oh yeah, he's a huge Common Rider guy. Oh. Huh. Um, he turned me on to Common Rider Build, which is the series that I'm forty episodes in into right now, and, and it's really my kind of like first proper Common Rider, like of a full series, and mm. I love. It so
0: great i still need to take so, the dive myself it's like doctor who it's like where do i begin oh uh,
2: yeah yeah no I, I did that i i dipped in and then i dipped out um but i really liked the years that i was following it for um like all the matt smith stuff and mm. a lot of the david tenet as well mm, likewise anyway um so tom just asked if i would have interest in this in, in Ultraman and he's like I know it would pigeonhole you as the kind of like Toku guy but do you have interest and I was like hey I am um, i don't mind being pigeonholed and something like that it's a its a genre or subgenre that I quite enjoy um, and have been really taking a bit of pleasure in as I've gotten to know more about it um, and uh, you know it makes a lot of sense coming off of Power Rangers and things like that and so we started kind of talking more seriously about it. And I asked if uh, if I could be a co-writer on, it was, it was Matt Groom, who I knew through Power Rangers and self-made and just really believe in them. And Tom was totally open to it. And so we worked up this pitch. And while that was going on, I was also building Radiant Black. Mm, so yes. it kind of just turned into like a little bit of a happy coincidence that they were both happening in the background, and then we announced Ultraman at C2E2 basically a year ago now, mm. about 11 months ago. Back when we could still go to cons. <laughs> uh-huh. And the response, the reaction was incredible. Like, it was very overwhelming. Um, and I remember then talking to Image afterwards going like, hey, this Radiant Black... Um, which I'd already been building. Just looking at it from a scheduling standpoint, it was like, "Oh, this could uh, this could work out decently here because it'll come out right after Ultraman," and that's kind of what's exactly what's happened. Um, you know, Ultraman started coming out in October, and Radiant Black will start now in February, and um, the initial returns on the Radiant Black orders have been very positive,
0: mm-hmm. building
2: kind of a big digital presence for the, the book. And, uh, yeah, it's just been a, 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 a nice little ride the last uh, year and a half, I guess, as yeah. we've been building, uh, building everything.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I, uh, I got a chance to read uh, Radiant Black uh, early. We're recording yeah. this on Saturday night. The book comes out Wednesday the 10th. Uh, my review will be dropping Monday about it. So I'm really dying to talk to you about it, but I also don't want to spoil <laughs> too much it because I want people to go out and get the book, uh, right away right. one of the funniest things that i actually bring this up in the video review uh that people will have had a chance to see by now this is the only time ever with radiant black that i got not one but two press copies i got one from image and then one from <laughs> you and your people too and i'm like man they must really think i'm an easy lay for this book and they were right i was
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i don't i don't know about that but um i'm glad you enjoyed it that's the that's the priority so So
0: yeah, I mean, uh, Radiant Black just feels very personal. Would I be correct in saying that? Obviously, you know, the main character uh, ends up moving back to Illinois and everything, you know, is a creative person with creative endeavors and everything definitely struck a chord with me and I'm sure a lot of people like me where it's like, oh, this is is our story that Kyle is telling here, basically. We've all been this guy.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's as much me writing about my own fears as it is bits of my own life experience as well. Um, I, the way I describe the book is that it's not about me, but there's a lot of me in the book Mm -hmm. and that's kind of by design to be totally honest. Um, I looked at the opportunity, when the opportunity came up to build an original superhero, I was, kind of all in from the get-go. And I had been toying around with this idea of Radiant Black from a, um, and, and by idea I mean it was very different, uh, and I may still do it one day, but um, it was a very different era, more dystopian. Mm. Um, I had the the iconography of the black holes and as power sources mm-hmm. uh, was the same. The, the name was the same. And suddenly I was going like, oh, well, all that stuff could be really cool as a contemporary superhero series. And I take what I'm kind of, what I just enjoyed doing and building in in the Power Rangers kind of mold. And I was starting to get into kind of the tokusatsu uh, genre and, and learning more about it. I was like, oh, well, if I take those influences and some of my Nightwing influences and, and just kind of everything about me as a writer. And, um, and I tell that kind of superhero story, but right now, and you know, a few years ago after a really bad breakup, I ended up back home for a couple months. Um, not for the same reasons as Nathan, but you know, yeah. I was, I was back in my hometown for a few months, staying with my parents and, and you know, and you know, I have debt as well. And, and so just like, wow, oh, there's a lot here that feels really personal mm-hmm. in a way that I think could be relatable. And if this is as big an as I think it is, um, and this is, you know, so many things in my life have, have ultimately circled back to center on superheroes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I was in college and I was getting ready to make my senior thesis film or figure out what I was going to make, to go pursue this thing that I wanted to do my entire life, I decided, "Hey, I should make a superhero movie, because superheroes are how I found cinema in the first place." Mm. And and so it was like, "Well, let's go back to the material that kind of inspired me from the get go." And now, ten years into doing comics full time, I don't really keep up with um, mainstream superhero books. It's um, hard. I'm a past- <laughs> yeah i have a passing knowledge of what's going on but like i'm not a fan of them anymore um it's it's hard um with with very rare kind of few exceptions right and suddenly i'm going i want to do something else as a as a as a writer and something to really like plant my flag in the sand and um the second that the possibility of doing something that was a new superhero came up it was like yeah, of course. That's exactly what I want to do because I love superheroes. Hell yeah! And so it's 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 this strange push and pull, um, but I did feel strongly that like I had something interesting and 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 hopefully hopefully interesting um, to say here with this book and some stuff to explore, um, and so I I just kind of felt like uh, building a foundation that was personal was a way to uh ensure that if uh you know knock on wood if this book works and keeps going for a long time it's a book that i'll always want to write because it can kind of change as i change basically
0: that sounds amazing (laughs) that sounds like something i of course would be very interested in reading let's let's talk about the design process here because you know you had mentioned this elsewhere before the design of radiant black obviously there's a lot of power rangers in there a little nightwing a little spider-man just all these really cool references you know when it comes to designing something like this you know what uh uh, I, I, I mean, I guess, was it always your intention to be like, mm, I need to make something instantly iconic, something that is both, you know, simple, but something that works in, like, profile and, like, uh, shadow, too, even?
2: Um, Kind of, yeah. I mean, since I had the name and the iconography for a different interpretation of this idea, um, before it was going to be a... You know, straight superhero thing. Mm-hmm. I wasn't thinking so much about the kind of superhero or the kind of suit, the Henshin mm-hmm. transformation design, uh, until the whole concept flipped into, well, do you want to create an original superhero? It was like, yeah, I would do that. So then it became like, okay, if I'm doing that and it's contemporary and it's right now, what does that look like? I had the name, I knew it was Miniature Black Hole. Um, and so it became this process of, of working with Marcelo to, to figure out like, well, what is this? Like, I don't, this isn't Power Rangers, mm. you know? But what are the tenants of Tokusatsu? What are the tenants of Western superhero kind of design? And I, you know, we, we experimented with some different kind of for example some different kind of helmet shapes and yeah, yeah. designs. And pretty quickly I felt like, oh you know what? No, I, I want the I want the I want the motorcycle helmet look. Like I want the kind of Sentai Common Rider it's a good perfect look. old look. Yeah, I was like, you know what, I want to do that. And then even and then I I, I recognized it was like I want there was one version of a design he did that's close to what the final um, shapes of the helmet are. I was like, no, 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 that with, with the solid black glass, dark black. Mm. Uh, and I said, but here's what we're going to do. I was like, we need to do Spider-Man eyes. Like they need to be energy manifestations because I had just written three years of Power Rangers. Yeah. Where you, you know, at least in live action, you have a voice.
0: Yeah. In,
2: yeah. In comics, you have that. It's just like visor after visor. Like how do you emote? Um, and so I was like, let's do like energy eyes so we can get some Spider-Man kind of expressiveness. Mm-hmm. And so that shored up pretty quickly. And also my favorite color scheme of all time is black, red and white.
0: Mm, goes like with it's everything.
2: Nightwing. It's the Carolina Panthers. Like. So the fact that he was called radiant black, like I made it kind of personal choice early on where I was like, what, you know, because we we're going to have to color tint his powers. Can we kinda, can we tint him out like midnight blue, mm-hmm. getting into light blues? So it got me the color palette that I love from Nightwing as well. Um, and then the body of the suit, that was the thing that it, it didn't take very long to figure out, but it did change the most drastically, including the emblem. Um, and the, the first ones were fine that Marcelo did, but they just kind of felt they didn't nothing about them really kind of stood out. Mm -hmm. Um, And, uh, you know, he, he did like a series of four different kind of variations off the same idea. And, um, and I, I was like, well, you know, I count a few things. Um, I don't even remember the specific references, but, uh, i brought up i was like look you know the the invincible comics make a joke about this but it really is true like you want iconic like we yes. want something that reads from across the room something that works that in silhouette to... yeah that well that's tougher to do on something like radiant black because that's power agent silhouette as well true enough um, yeah <laughs> but um but yeah, to to that point, like the spirit of your, your point there, absolutely. Like I remember showing this costume design to Declan Shelby and he was mm. like, Oh, that's great. He's like, Look, you can make it really tiny and it it an inch small and you can still it still reads. And he was pointing out was like, because the face was solid black, but the eyes and he's like a lot of people want to add more details in there yes. it just ends up being the design and so the stripped down simplicity of the design yes, thing also yeah has made it um, just really um, easy to translate. And so like we're seeing a lot of fan art already. And yeah, like, oh, I noticed. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I think so,
0: people were really quite hungry for a design like this because, you know, a complaint I always have and other YouTubers have when it comes to this kind of thing where it's like so many of the new designs, heroes or villains right now, they're all over-designed to hell nothing is sleek or minimalist anymore and that's a real shame because you look at like you know the costumes that live forever you know, in the halls of fandom and everything, a lot of them are incredibly simple. Uh, I I was actually reminded of a great interview the uh, art director for uh, the God of War Games did. And he said, look, you know, when we created Kratos, he had armor and spikes and all this other stuff. And I was the one who said, 'We'll just keep taking stuff away. Take as much away as you can while still having that character be that character. And I'm like, that's a very smart lesson to learn in the world of art and character creation that more people should learn. Yeah yeah, yeah I, I
2: agree with
0: that yeah. And uh, we definitely have that uh, all over the place and now uh, when it comes with picking a name too for your big new premier hero did you do a lot of name research and everything because again I bring this up in my review where it's like oh Burnett that actually has an interesting history when you trace that back and oh when you put the name together that almost becomes something.
2: Which, which when you put which
0: name together? Uh, uh, Burnett. Uh, in my research there, it's a, what is it? A French corruption of a Scottish word. It was a nickname <laughs> they gave to people who dyed stuff. Died stuff, darker shades. He is a darker shade. Oh. He is the radiant black.
2: That's, um... Yeah, I wish I could take credit for that. That's like, that's cool. Oh, really? Is that uh, is that just a beautiful mistake? <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's not something I was aware of. No.
0: Hey, that's that's not a mistake then. That's fate. By all means, you run with that <laughs> in every interview after this. No one has to know that.
2: No, the name, um, well, the name Nathan and his other friend Marshall um, comes from a few different places. One. I just like the sound of Nathan as a, as a character name. Um, there was someone I went to school with from, uh, well, definitely junior high named Nathan. And I always kind of just liked that name. Mm. And so my friend, there's a friend of mine in LA named Nathan as well. Uh, and then I have another friend named Marshall, but I played, a, they're not th- their respective personalities right. of the characters. Right. But it, it's just funny cause they're, they are kind of both friends of mine out here. Um, but I just liked, I didn't name the characters because of them, but I mm. like, I liked the names as a result of my modalities and how they're not each of these it yeah, was yeah. kind of fun for me. Um, and then Burnett comes from, uh, Alan Burnett, one oh. of my favorite My favorite writers. Okay,
0: see, I was going to say that too, because with a name like Burnett, it's either a Carol Burnett reference or an Alan Burnett reference who was involved in so many of the shows we all loved growing up.
2: Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's where that that one comes from.
0: That's really good. Does he know that? Does he know that uh, the character is named for him?
2: No, I haven't seen Alan in a couple years. Um, So the last time I saw him, I was still writing Power Rangers, so I wasn't working on this yet or anything like that, but...
0: And uh, Na- um, Nathan, yeah. too, that's uh, that's an old Hebrew name, which means to give. So when you put Nathan Burnett together, it literally means to give a darker shade.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, I, you know, I. Um, it's funny because 8th uh, grade Kyle would be rolling his eyes right now. Uh, and 35-year-old Kyle's going like, well, yeah, hey, like, you know, if that's, if that's what it meant, means, that's what it means, you know? You can read whatever <laughs> meaning you want. And uh, 13-year-old cows going, no, there is no hidden meaning. What are you talking about? <laughs> that's um,
0: that's always been a I, weird I, thing for funny. me to always research names. Like, no, names always mean something, even if they don't think it means something.
2: <laughs> well, what I, I can tell you, I, I've really fallen in love with the push and pull um in the name radiant black like there's tension between those two words mm. like just just from an optics from a light standpoint like you don't typically think like you know in in terms of um light and shadow like typically you think you know black is like in the absence of light so for it to be radiant like how does that work does it look negative like what is what you know i just i just like that um kind of contradiction in in, in uh, what we think of as far as kind of terms, um, feels good too. Rolls off the tongue. What's that?
0: I said it feels good too. Rolls off the tongue. Radiant black. It's got a good tongue feel to it. Yeah, I I uh, I don't hate it.
2: <laughs> I'll say <laughs> that I don't hate it. So, and how how he gets that name is actually really fun. Um, that'll be something that comes. Um, it's not an issue one. It's yes, that's up. right. It isn't. No,
0: it's not. um, It's a fun, it's
2: a really fun scene. Absolutely.
0: (laughs) I I appreciated uh, that there was a character named Marshall in this too, because literally my best friend growing up in grade school was also named Marshall. I don't know whatever happened to him, but I thought that was fun and interesting. Also, how Marshall is that guy who stayed in the small town and everything, keeps saying, hey man, it's really happening, you know, Uh, it's totally different since you left. I've been that guy and know that guy, so that was another thing that struck a chord with me.
2: Yeah, well and that's actually that's my hometown too where they where they're at. So it's it's extra weird for me <laughs> to I see in
0: Now uh, another one of the fun uh, kind of rumors circulating a uh, Radiant Black and maybe one of the other reasons that it's you know really kinda caught on the way it does and you know again you know feel free to answer this one or you know uh dance around it if you like a lot of people are saying that you know this book could very well be the start of a brand new uh interconnected shared universe for image heroes and in fact if you pick up number one of radiant black you may actually see some familiar image faces in the background of one of the scenes here can uh can we speak to that at all or are we keeping uh that one under wraps for the time being i mean
2: it'd be cool Sure would especially now I think it would be pretty damn cool wouldn't it I think I mean I'm I mean obviously I'm biased because <laughs> I write in black but be, um, I think it'd be I think it would be pretty cool uh, I also think that um, it could be a lot of fun, no doubt about it especially considering like what you know, I, I, I had I had a fun time uh, when I was doing Power Rangers, um, building out in a really grand um, way mm-hmm. was uh, was something that I, I did I did uh, I did quite enjoy. So um, yeah, if something like that were to happen, um, what's even more fun about it? Is the fact that um, every creator would own everything that they create? Yeah, you, know, you have to be smart. You, you would have to be smart about stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know? Um But um, but yeah, could be uh, could be really cool. I guess that's what I'll. I guess that's what I would say about <laughs> so, the, the topic in general.
0: <laughs> so stay tuned, everyone. Is what we're saying. Stay tuned. Uh, again, you. Uh, you, yeah. you
2: I would say this. If you like superheroes and you like Image Comics, well, hey, Radiant Black is about to come out, so you might as well pick it up. Oh, boy. Because it is both superheroes and it's published at Image Comics. So uh, at the very least, if you like Image Superheroes, uh, Radiant Black would be a really great first place to start.
0: You heard the man, everybody. Uh, you mentioned Power Rangers earlier of course uh, one of the other great things I really liked about Radiant Black number one is that when you're done the comic you actually wrote like a big big like almost like editorial piece you know talking about the book and everything and how you came to it and you talk about your own history with Toku and Sentai and Power Rangers and again that like you know that that, that like stuff just touched me like right in the heart because again you're basically telling my story to you loved the show you kept with it long after all your friends quit I I also taped it that was my thing too i always hated it because my bus was like i was the last one to get dropped off every day and when power rangers aired during the week yes kids this show aired new episodes during the week i would always miss like the first 15 minutes and i'd always have to play catch up
2: yeah yeah
0: so that was a heck of a thing and yeah, what uh yeah, are we going to see more of that uh, in the future? Are we going to see more, you know, kind of like personal writings uh, like that here for the back of the comic? Uh, are we doing like oh. a Q&A uh, stuff there? <laughs> An ask <column>? well, <laughs> well,
2: Well, we'll do a letters column um, every month for sure. But um, one of the things that is important to me is finding really fun ways to utilize that back matter space, um, both to tease other cool projects, Mm -hmm. uh, but also to build out the Radiant Black kind of world. And then on top of that, um, just to like sometimes just to give a really cool kind of spotlight to a creator or an idea or a story that I just think is really awesome. So we're gonna kind of do all of that in the back matter. Um, I love it. So much of like what you're talking about, like the article that I wrote, is, is really just to provide context for why I think it's cool to basically create a, a space where we can do and celebrate just, like, really cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so, you know, we'll have articles about toy collecting. Um, I'm talking to a, a, a film journalist who, whose work I love nice. about doing... You know, an article about, you know, Raymond Chandler's cinema. <laughs> um, and uh, once you read issue one, that'll make more sense. But um, yeah, so just kind of using it as a way to like do stuff that um, that I just think is really fun and neat and gets me excited just to think about like, oh, that we're going to we can make that like because that didn't exist before. Mm-hmm. Um, so. As far as, like, diving into, like, I don't know, like, old childhood stories and stuff like <laughs> that, like, I probably won't uh, very often just because there's no reason to. <laughs> right, right. But um, I guess if there's a if there's a question that warrants it um, in the letters column, like, maybe I'll take a tangent.
0: <laughs> Can only bear your soul uh, so much at a time. I get it. <laughs> I understand. Sure, yeah.
2: yeah.
0: Uh, you, uh, you mentioned other, uh, projects there too. Obviously Radiant Black, uh, drops, uh, today when this video goes up and when people are watching it, but, uh, you got anything else in the hop or anything else you're excited about? Anything you can talk about even?
2: Uh, uh, well, nothing I can really talk about, but yeah, I have, I have a, I have a ton of stuff going on. Um, I, I mean, I'm writing, I'm writing a lot of books right now. Um. Number of creator owned books, and then uh, a couple work for hire books. Um, Ultraman nice. is really, really picking up uh, steam here. And then, uh, yeah, I've got some stuff on the film side, um, the non comic book side of my life. Uh, yes, because you do more character. than just comics, yeah. Yeah, so there's some cool stuff going on there that uh, hopefully will be announced um, in the next couple months. Um, but they're, they're, we're like waiting on a few things, um, which is infuriating I considering bet. all the pieces we already have in place. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. so staying busy, um, but uh, the priority is certainly first and foremost. Um, and then also actually this big Kickstarter book that we did last year. And we're about um, 50 pages through the 100-page um, the uh, or 120-page graphic novel. So it's called The Trap, a big sci-fi uh, story. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. Actually, um, we just launched a newsletter as well called Kyle Higgins Black Market News. So if you go to radiant.black slash newsletter, you can sign up there. So that's kind of the spot to go for, um, we're going to be announcing some stuff there. We'll have like limit, some limited edition items that we'll be surprise dropping there. As oh, well, cool. The
0: Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's absolutely wicked. Well, uh, we're almost at the 40 minute mark now. Again, thank you so much, Kyle, for making this happen tonight and coming to talk with us. It's always a pleasure again. So nice to get you back all this time later. Like I said, Kyle was one of the first comic people to actually talk with me. So for him to come back now when I have my own show and my own channel and doing my own thing feels really really nice absolutely and again uh thank you too for allowing me to actually give away two copies uh digital copies of radiant black there uh we're going to be doing that this episode I haven't figured out what contest we're going to do yet because I'm recording this before I record the other thing. But we'll figure it out. And when we do, we'll give away the first one this week and we'll give away the next one next week. So be sure to keep your eyes peeled for that, everyone. So thank you so much, Kyle. Again, where can people check you out uh, right now and where can they go for uh, all their Radiant Black news?
2: Just social media is fine. At Kyle D. Higgins or just our website is just radiant.black. So if you just go to radiant.black, you can see all the all the latest and you can pre-order the book or you can just purchase the book outright um, through some different links on the site.
0: Wonderful. So everyone be sure to go and do that. And that'll just about do it for us, everyone, for another episode of the comic multiverse. Thank you so much for watching and listening. And we will be back again next week. And again, Kyle, the door is always open if you have something to promote or even just want to come by and chat. You are more than welcome. Oh, sure, man. All right then. Awesome. We <laughs> ah, we absolutely will. Bye-bye everyone.